We are the Knights of Awakening. So long as I draw breath in this life, I promise to serve this world responsibly with empathy, compassion, and grace. I have faith that what I am doing is right and just. I bring hope to every life that I touch through inspired and empowered involvement. When called to action, I will employ courage in the face of adversity and always stand up for what is right. Being patient, find peace and insight in my trials. I will keep in mind that justice can bring terrible consequences for all involved and that I also must employ mercy when I can. I will be generous to my brothers, sisters, and strangers for they are my family. I, I strive to always be noble and respectful in all of my interactions in the world. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Knights of Awakening. We are your hosts, Charles and Justin. Charles, we've got one under our belt. Here's here's our second one. Here's to uh, another great episode. So we kind of talked about the history of the Knights of Awakening, and today we're going to start. We're going to keep moving forward, and I'm going to start us off with Awaken the Night Within. This is more than just a catchphrase, as I said last week. It's an ideal that's timeless. It has a purpose. It has even a soul, I dare say. It's thousands upon thousands of years in the making by those who have come before us. It is continued by those of us who are here at this very moment. And it is my hope and prayer that it continues on for thousands and thousands of years after you and I are no more. <laughs> what comes to mind, Chuck, when you hear the phrase, awaken the night within? What comes to mind for me is that each one of us has a hero within us, a knight, a person that is able to do the right thing in the worst situations, who can rise up to be better, stronger, stronger of soul, not just body, but stronger of heart, stronger of soul than they were five minutes before the bad situation hit. But it also means finding what it is we, we truly believe in, helping others find the truth that they're seeking. So it's both finding that best self, helping others find their best self, their highest truth and their greatest calling. So you mentioned the, the hero, and that is, plays an important part in this. It's what brings a lot of us to these, these paths and these similar paths. Uh, and, and I want to point out that now, I want to say now and forever, when I say the path, I'm not necessarily talking about the path or the only path. The, the path is for each of us to walk, and it's not, it's not necessarily one that's better than the other or my path or his path or your path. Uh, Charles, it's the path you're walking. Our inspiration and kind of our call to action, I'll start off with, with a quote from Shannon Alder. Heroes are not made. They are born out of circumstance and rise to the occasion when their spirit can no longer coexist with the hypocrisy of injustice to others. And it's true. Heroes are born out of circumstance, more so than any kind of birthright or bloodline or lineage, uh, similar to like a raw piece of iron. The hero is forged in fire, and the hero is hammered and hammered 
and hammered and folded again and again and again and the process repeated until that raw material is turned into something sharp and beautiful and useful. Now, we can sit around and wait for these circumstances to present themselves, or we can start right now and prepare and start taking the steps to change our lives uh, and take this quest and start to shape our own destiny. For us, the call to action is uh, deciding that we're ready to be better and, by extension, make the world better. Um, we decided to become our own smith and start to forge our own self, ourselves. And we put ourselves to the fire and we allow ourselves to be heated and folded and hammered and sharpened. When we start to make these, these choices, we start to understand that we are both the materials and we are also the smith. Uh, when, we, when we consider those people of history and even those now today and those into the future, they have certain things in common. They have strong characters and they have noble hearts. What kind of weapon have you been forced into, Charles? That's a that's a heck of a good question. I would say I've been forged into a shield. Mm. Forged into a protective force as well as an avenging one. Mm-hmm. Over the years, I have been forged into a knight of awakening. In that, mm. I must be the protection for others, but also able to awaken the parts of myself that will better who I am and will better others. When we discuss these topics, the word night is one of the quintessential parts of so much of what we do. And when we think of a knight, we think of the armor, the horse, the sword, the shield. But we also, without realizing it, think about the training, the prowess, the dedication that it takes to be able to wield those things, because you throw someone in armor who's not ready, and you've created a very large, very non-functional tin can. You put someone on a horse who doesn't have to ride, and they're going to fall off every time. A knight is an essence of excellence. So therefore, a knight of awakening would be an essence of excellence in awakening themselves, awakening that best part of us. I would say that's what I have forge myself into. But if I had to pick a symbolic weapon for me, it would probably still be the staff. I've went back to that about a dozen times in my life. It's a weapon that is completely harmless when it's not in use. Staff doesn't just hurt people. I mean, you bonk you on the head and it falls down with a sign of doing serious damage. And in the right hand, this is the quintessential essence of justice. It's sharp, it's fast, and it's strong when it needs to be. All of the rest of the time, it is an aid to those in need. I wish I could remember exactly what I said. Uh, I believe I was talking to, I was talking to a mentor of mine, and I had said that the shield is the only true weapon befitting a, a knight, because it's designed to protect. It's designed to hold back the tide. It's designed to turn that person into that last bit of hope. It can be used as a weapon, but it turns that it turns that person into a protector. 
That's why I love the shield. Justin, given the name a lot of us refer to you in private, I can't imagine you <laughs> ever wanting to wield a shield. Yeah, I know, huh? Your first episode or your second. A lot of people jokingly, or maybe not so jokingly, uh, refer to Justin as Captain. Yeah. Trademark infringement. No, no. Uh, people call me Cap. They've been calling me Cap for a very long time. That's not why I love the shield, but I understand why he carries a shield. I just think the shield is, is the only weapon truly befitting a knight. If a knight does what they stand to do, they stand to protect. And they do that physically and metaphorically. I, it warms my heart. To... You know what's interesting? What is the one symbol that's seen on more coats of arms and crests for knights than any other? Yeah. Yeah, the shield. I think they. Uh, I think there's a there's a reason they used the shield, because it befitted his character, uh, and not him as a character, but his strength of character. So why do we use Knight as an inspiration? Blankly, it's because in fiction and in and so in the fiction and in the real world, knights and heroes have inspired entire generations uh, through tales, through legends through actual historical accounts by their very actions and those actions big and small it's usually the smallest of of kindnesses that that create the biggest uh, impact but the word itself invokes a sense of honor and heroism and it inspires great things out of people and it inspires people to be better especially uh, when they're dealing with uh, some kind of adversity uh, for me it invokes an idea of respect an idea of honor from a distant past. But let me ask, I'm going to ask you, Charles, does it have to be such a distant thing? Can We don't have to settle for a world without a knight, do we? Well, I, I would say that we have many examples of the concepts of knights in the modern day in our fiction and as inspirations. We have many knightly orders, some of which only exist as kind of clubs, it's true. But it shows that the ideal of the knight is so ingrained that we can't even shake it from our popular culture. Mm -hmm. We have knights in fiction with characters who are very far removed from what you may think of as armor and horse. Mm -hmm. Things like the Dark Knight or the Iron Knight. We have characters in fiction that have the word knight applied to them, Jedi Knight, which even spawns its own uh, religion and spirituality in the modern day. We have all of these ideas of knight that are being forced into the front of our mind. The real question is why do people try to push it into something in the past? And the answer is that for those of us who want to be something more, we don't. We recognize that it's here and we embrace it. And for our detractors, they push it into the past because it's easier to do evil in a world without knights. It's true. Indifference. Uh, th those who would seek to do the world harm want to create a world full of people who are indifferent. Not people who are neutral. Not people who choose sides one way or the other, for better or for worse. But they want people who are indifferent because that's where the true destruction happens. Because people who are indifferent to it will, will, will help it succeed. A, a mutual friend of ours often says that the opposite 
of love is not hate, but it's apathy. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure he'll he'll hear this and he'll go. They quoted me. <laughs> One of our mutual friends once asked, "Why do you knight?" He said, "He said, why do you knight?" And my response was, "I knight because I strive to see the world do better with all of my heart, and I really do." This path of knighthood offers me the tools to do that. But to do that, I must first be the change that I wish to see. And that is a task that I repeat daily. It starts with the self. If my affairs are not in order, then I am no good to anyone else. Beyond that, it's a matter of working within my sphere of influence to make a difference, big or small. By seeking to better those around me, I, in turn, am bettering myself and taking one step closer to the vision I spoke of. It could be anything from standing up to a bully to doing the dishes, encouraging someone or talking them out of self-harm. It could be buying food for a hungry person. It could be getting something off the top of a shelf for a short person or someone who can't reach for other reasons. Big or small, any action that benefits others will benefit me. And it is, you know, a lot of people will imagine that knights are, you know, chopping people in half with laser chainsaws, as you like to put it, or... Uh, riding into battle on a majestic steed. Um, and those are fun, and those are inspirational many times, but uh, what about doing the small things that add up to those greater things? Again, you know, what about how helping a neighbor with their trash or giving someone a ride out of the rain? You know, these, these are nightly actions. They're not as glamorous or as exciting uh, as, you know, doing the dishes or giving someone a hug. They are nightly, and they will have a significant and lasting impact on those who are touched by your example and by your influence. Why do you knight, Charles? I knight because I've seen what I am when I don't. I knight because I know if I have direction and purpose, I make the world better. That fire that exists within tempers the steel of my resolve in a way that helps me. It means that I get one as the world around me unfolds as a better place where the hurt are healed, where the injured are brought justice, where the right are protected and the wrong know to be somewhere else. And I know that when I don't know, when I am not that, that the worst parts of me are much more likely to come out. Not always. I'm not inherently a bad person by nature. When I have the concept of night within me as a focal point, I can only do good, or at least I can only make the effort to do good in the world. And in that, there's a positive outcome. And without that, it is far too easy to slip into the animalistic, the cruel, or even the depressed. Or even the lonely at that point. Or the indifference, right? And indifference is, is a terrible state. I will say that I have been able to help more people since I started on the journey as a knight than I had ever helped before that. And I would mm-hmm. be a good person by most people who knew me, even in the era that I would call my darker time. So... It's a recognition of the world I want around me, but also the man I want to be at the center of the story that is Charles McBride. 
we are always the author of the story around us, mm-hmm. or at the very least, the star character. And I would like that star character, through his turmoils, to have been said to be a hero, at least on some level. You, it's building that legacy. Yeah, you mentioned also the big things first and the small things. Mm-hmm. I don't recall the last time I stopped a bank robbery, which I have not. Nor, nor the last time I quelled a volcano with my own two hands. I do recall helping lift a car out of a ditch. There were 15 other people there. Despite what a what a, a mutual friend of ours from the last Jedi gathering might say, I did mm-hmm. not throw the car out by myself. I do remember that, and that was a simple act of goodness and kindness and rightness at that moment. Yeah, that's why, because that means at the end of the day, when I lay down to sleep, my story has moments in it that say. And then he went and helped move a car. Then he sat up and talked with someone who needed to talk for that night. He was there when they needed him. And that brings me a solace and a peace where I sleep extremely soundly at night. In a lot of ways, the world lacks good examples. And the world at large lacks good role models. Uh, People who are front and center. People who are not afraid to get their hands dirty, to serve others above their own interests. That's where we come in. That's where you come in. That's where you, the listener, comes in. Uh, Together, we take the steps towards seeing our world do better, see our world be better. This is just my opinion, and, and you may or may not agree with this, but a person of solid character can change the tide of most situations just by simply existing Right there in that space and time. Uh, to, borrow, to borrow a famous phrase, be a sheepdog. Be the one who's dedicated and devoted to, to the service of the flock, service of others around you, to protect them from harm, to protect them from the wolves, right? What we take from those nights of the past are the ideals of self-mastery, the ideals of service, charity, defending the weak, healing the world not through our pretty words or our pretty uh, videos or our awesome podcast which all of our podcasts are awesome but through our good deeds but through our works through our examples that's where we're going to make the biggest impact and it's my opinion that people with the strongest of characters do this the best don't be discouraged because you don't come from a, a, a place of perfection none of us do I am believe me I have many dark dark days in my past, and I may have dark days in my future, and I know Charles has too. So that that should never stop you, because none of us start out that way. We we all go through this through this growing period, and we all it's why look it's why we use the night as an as a as an example, something to aspire to, right? We 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 take something that's greater than ourselves, and we aspire to that. We reach for that. That's ultimately why we choose to use the night as a as an example to follow. So what is a night of awakening? A night of awakening is a warrior in totality. We come from many different backgrounds, come from many different kinds of beliefs, practices, religions, uh, whatever, bound by a set of principles, axioms, intentions, actions, virtues, which we call agreements. 
The title of knight defines someone who serves others above their own self-interest. The title of knight is not, not the, the the knight of awakening is not only meant to be uh, have a martial connotation to it either. For us, a knight, the knight is a person who is dedicated to developing all parts of the self. Of course, the the old mind, body, spirit. We believe that a knight uses their talents to serve a higher purpose, one that tra again transcend, transcends beyond themselves. They they are a martial warrior, but they're also a spiritual sage. They're someone who can teach a skill, but also defend another if necessary. As I see it, a knight can be a mystic, a warrior, a teacher, all of these things, and a countless infinite number of other things. Charles, you started this out what a night of awakening is. If I had to say to you, what is a night of awakening? What would you say? I would say they're one who takes on the burden of the world for the betterment of others through the betterment of themselves. Seeks to inspire those around them to be the best that they can be while at the same time they themselves standing for rightness and goodness. They're introspective, but they're not satisfied with just their understanding of things as they are today. This is where the awakening part comes in even deeper. A night of awakening recognizes that to truly understand good, to truly bring it into the world, they cannot be happy with the answer that they had yesterday. They must re-ask all of the old questions again today and tomorrow and forever forward into the future, always striving to refine truth, always striving to refine the nightly agreement, things like the nightly virtues, which we will, of course, cover later on. But in this refinement, they recognize that they are a force of change and motion for the world that is always evolving. And in this, they are able to grow from their past and go of the burden of it at the same time. That would be how I define it, a night of awakening. And if that sounds like a force of nature, then yes. And that force of nature may be an 80-year-old grandmother with a walking stick who, who sews up socks and gives good wisdom to her, to her grandkids or her grandnieces and grandnephews. That could be the biggest, strongest, burliest man that you've ever met, whom no one would dare challenge to a fight. It could be the bookworm in the library, pouring over information that they then take to others to help because the connotation of this is that each of these is a force of nature unto themselves. They are a force of change in their world, making it better with every breath and every word. And that ultimately, when their time on this earth is gone, when they, or when their time on this earth is done, and they are gone, they are remembered as an inspiration to all those who knew them. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, don't forget, we do have a YouTube channel. Uh, just type in KOA Publishing in the in the search bar and make sure you give us a like and uh, subscribe. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that uh, we've done over the past and and you get to see Charles's 
beautiful, shiny face over there on YouTube. You can see my grizzly bearded self, too. Uh, and we also have a website. Not sure if you guys know that or not, but uh, I would love, I would really love for you to check it out, knightsofawakening.com. Uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff there. Charles and I wrote a book. I don't know if you guys know. Uh, it's about meditation. Uh, you can find that at knightsofawakening.com, too. Just click on the KOA Books link, and you'll be able to check it out and uh, all that good stuff. We'll see you guys next week. We love you very much. And until next time, awaken the night within. <laughs>